in a world where literature is dominated by dusty, leather-bound books with no pictures. Three men dare to venture to their local comic book shop to approach the counter and utter those three magic words. Make mine paperback. Welcome back to Make Mine Paperback, a podcast about comic books and the distinctive and highly specialized clade of old world lizards known as chameleons. I'm Graham Giles, and joining me, as always, are my two comrades. His prehensile tail makes him an excellent climber, our resident Marvel man, Alex Shear, and stereoscopic vision runs in his family, granting him the superhuman depth perception, our DC daddy, Stephen Shear. <laughs> Today, we're continuing our theme for September, uh, the relationship between mentors and their pupils, and you don't need glasses to see that I don't mean their eyes. <laughs> to introduce our next book on the theme, and to keep me from making more stupid jokes, Alex. You're cut off from jokes, like, for at least the next week. Like, that was your last good one. But That's fine. But this week, we are diving into... All New Wolverine, published back in 2015. All New Wolverine number two, artist David Lopez, David Navarro, and written by Tom Taylor. Again, published back in November 25th, 2015. Wolverine and X-23. Very excited about this one. Talking about Laura Kenny. But I got to ask, Stephen, what'd you read this week? Well, first, I want to start off with uh, Graham saying I have superhuman depth, per depth perception, which is just insulting given my very, very poor vision. I thought so, yeah, too, was, right? So. It was meant as an insult. It was definitely okay. meant All right. I had a good reading. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So I read Suicide Squad from uh, a run from 2011, and it was, um, wasn't one of my favorites, if I'm going to be honest. It was a little too serious. Um, and I like reading those ones as kind of a break from serious. I like them because they're silly and this one's a little too serious, but I mean, it was okay. I wasn't disappointed with it. Sure. Fair enough. Graham, what'd you read this week? I am back in on the, uh, on the Sandman. So reading me some Neil Gaiman again, working my way through that. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, there's plenty of comics to read. So I keep renting that from the library and then, uh, my loan expires and I have to wait in line again to get that volume back. Um, so I'm working my way through that again. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, anything that sticks out to you in that one right now, or you just, uh, just enjoying it as it is. Well, I, I mean, I'm really enjoying it. That's there's supposed to be a, uh, a series coming to one of the streaming services and I wish I knew which one, um, but based on the Sandman and then obviously uh, Lucifer on Netflix is based on a character that is that came from the Sandman series. Um, so with that new season coming out, my wife and I have been watching that. That's made me want to get back into the game and stuff. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's a, it's a little bit dark, um, but but really, I mean, if you, if you read game and you know that it's also humorous. And so it's kind of fun there. Sure. But but what do you read this week, Alex? This week, I am working my way through. The death of Captain America. I know, terrifying. That and that's uh, a graphic novel or you know small comic run. Uh, Ed Brubaker has a big hand in creating that. I really I like Ed Brubaker's stuff. So uh, I'm early on in the stages of this because I was mostly reading NFL and 
college football scores this weekend more mm-hmm. than I was comic books, but I'm uh, really excited to see where that goes. Obviously in the title, it feels like it gives it away, but who knows? I haven't gotten that far and uh, I'm, I'm excited to see where it takes me. So diving into the book for this week, got to ask you guys, what do you guys think? I love the Wolverine uh, to X-23. I love that initial relationship. Um, a lot of people often ask the question, clone, daughter, what is it? I think the original story is that she is a clone of Wolverine or of Logan. People have gone back and forth on that. And there's, I think there's an alternate world in Marvel where she's actually his biological daughter, things like that. So I just love that, that not sure if it's a a father daughter relationship, not sure if it's just a, an experimental relationship, what it is, but I, but I just love how it becomes a father daughter style relationship. But I got to ask you guys, what'd you guys think of it this week? I liked it. I actually ended up reading probably, I think I read the first six, however long that story goes through. I wanted to see how it ended. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a, uh, it is, it's a fun story. Um, and same thing. I ended up reading the first six there because they're available in that first volume. You know, you gave us number two to read, which mm-hmm. of course guaranteed that we were both going to read number one first. That was the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a sneaky play, um, but it's got <laughs> it worked. Why- it's got me wondering why you picked number two. Our our theme this week is our theme this month is uh, mentor mentee relationships. In that first issue, we get you know, and it's it's a flashback. It's not it's not actually uh, Logan, but we get Logan talking to Laura. But in the second book, we don't get any of that. I mean, there's there's a little bit of her reflecting on Logan, but for the most part, it's her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it feels like there's more of a mentor mentee relationship to take. From that first issue, why'd you pick the second one? So I picked the second one because one, I knew you guys would read the first one because I know how both of you are, but I picked the second one mostly because we see her kind of take on an initial pivotal role of some of the stuff she's learned from Logan, you know, not only in that first issue, but in other comics as well. Some of the things that she's learned from Logan, it has taken from the original Wolverine that says, all right, this is my chance to do better and do be a, be a leader, be a mentor, be something for other people. And in that moment, you know, I mean, you guys read the comic. She does. She realizes that she doesn't want to hurt these clones, these experiments and takes on that role of, all right, how can I protect them? And how can I talk them down? How can I communicate and try to show that there is a positive here? You know, whatever it may be, however you want to interpret it. So that for me, that was, that was, my whole thing is seeing her utilize what she took from Logan or Wolverine and starts to pass it on to somebody else. Which that's for me, this is really my first introduction to, uh, to Laura X 23 Wolverine, you know, whatever you want to call her again, we're talking about superheroes with multiple hats. Well, being my first introduction, um, I didn't know that much about her. Uh, coming into this, I had you know seen memes, seen her appearance in the X Men movies, mm-hmm. um, but uh, for the most part, didn't know anything about her. But I also think that even knowing nothing about her, you read issue one, you get to issue two, and we start with let's walk into this uh, building mm-hmm. where they're gonna t- they're gonna talk to us about 
how, look, let's work together because we're clearly both on the same side. Um, and we're going to ask you to track down these clones of you, knowing that she's a clone, right? Like they know that she's a clone. They know that these clones have her face. They know that these clones were made with her DNA. And they say, we want you to track down these clones for us and ideally kill them. Ideally, we, we would like you to kill them. <laughs> and so, but there's never a moment, right? It, when you're reading that comic book, there's never a moment when you think that those guys really expect Laura to kill these clones. They know she's not going to do it, as evidenced by the fact that they send people to follow her right away. Um, as readers, we read the first issue. We watched her mourn the death of this other clone. Um, we know she's not going to kill them. So there, there's none, there's no real tension here where we're like, is she actually going to? No, of course not. Right. <laughs> of course she's not going to kill him. There's no chance. Yeah, I mean, uh, that I was kind of the same way with Graham. I mean, immediately, which actually that's a good point, though. I mean, if they're clones and they're good clones, wouldn't they all have her powers? So I didn't understand how cutting her was actually going to be a test of, you know, like, is this the real Laura? <laughs> like that, that was my first thought in reading the actual second one but then yeah i was just like that's that's their uh kind of test of trust is going to bring her up in shackles and then cut her <laughs> like that's how they're gonna you know so i was just like yeah there's no way they're gonna trust her and then um i don't know i thought taskmaster was a fun surprise too that was mm -hmm. uh definitely was not expecting that sure um but i do think it's interesting though that she does trust the clones immediately as opposed to you know, the, the people that actually sent her to find the sisters. I thought that was, you know, kind of an interesting choice not to trust the people that created the clones, but to trust the clones themselves. It was an interesting point when we think about Laura as you know, whether she's a clone or she's a daughter. In, in this case, I, I, she pretty explicitly says that she's a clone of Logan. But whether she's a clone or a daughter of Logan, as somebody taught by Logan, um, coming in with this idea that I am immediately mistrusting of authority figures is is a very wolverine thing oh yeah so you're saying that she's just immediately not going to trust the authorities and immediately trust kind of the rebels well i think i th i think you look at the history of wolverine himself right i mean he you know james hewlett lived centuries you know he literally fought in the civil war like throughout the comics he fought in the civil war fought in world war ii you know and he lived you know 100 plus years you know 150 almost 200 years and every time he's done something where he's trusted authority or the government or whatever he's gotten burned and he's had to go and like fight and deal with it by himself so that's just a very natural wolverine instinct is to i'm i'm doing this my own way i don't trust other people get out of my way or you're gonna get hurt and it's kind of cool that 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 she has that innate response but do you think then that would be do you think that's like a good thing for wolverine to have taught her though because i don't think like i don't think you should automatically trust or distrust authority so i don't do you think it's kind of like a good one of the good lessons wolverine taught his mentee well at least in this case it works out being good yeah <laughs> like spoilers but it works out being good for her <laughs> um but uh the i i don't know that's laura coming in and logan both of them having this mistrust for authority, especially an authority that is um, you know, experimenting on people. Um, they both had that experience. So while you know some of that 
mistrust comes from Laura's relationship with Logan, I'm sure a lot of it has to do with the fact that she was born as a science experiment uh, and you know raised to be a killer originally. Um, so I, I think some of that mistrust is just natural based on where she's come from in her life. Well, and I, and I wanted to point out, uh, backtracking a little bit, Stephen, you mentioned about the, the test of cutting her to see if she was the real one or not. I mean, it becomes pretty clear in the comic that they can kill the other experiments. They just like can't really kill her because of her regen factor. So cutting her, you know, when they say, when he says, uh, I want to see if you have any scars and she's like, I don't have any. And he's like, well, then you won't mind if we check or whatever. You know, I think that that was very clearly a, uh, let's make sure you're the real thing and not a, not a fake or not one of our clones. Well, I, th- I knew that's what they were going for, but my thought was like, if, if you trust the quality of your clone, shouldn't it have all the same qualities? That was my, well, I think that that was the problem, right? Is they, they didn't trust the quality of their clones, which is why they were in that situation. Cause if, if they wanted that perfect copy, they would have had control or they would have been able to control it mm-hmm. and, and they just lost complete control of them. And that, that was the ultimate issue. And they explain that in the book, right. Know, right after that scene, they say that's these clones, we weren't able to replicate your abilities. That's so while they do have, well, these clones do have your DNA, they don't have your regeneration ability, which means that while they are just as talented as you and can learn how to be the perfect weapon, the way you can, they don't have that, those great abilities where you can heal which is, that's the whole idea. That's the whole reason we wanted these clones. Um, and the whole reason we're willing to just kill them because they're failures. Um, and I think that's a, uh, that's a sentiment that Laura is familiar with. Um, these uh, experimenters and captors throwing you away as soon as you're not as useful as they want you to be. Um, and I think that easily explains why she's uh, immediately on the side of the people with her face. Can we talk for five seconds about just how cool it is that she has blades in her feet as well? That's just one of my favorite features of her that, you know, that differs from Wolverine himself, but just like the extra blades where she can like stab a guy in the neck with her foot. I don't know. To me, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, blades in your feet is is useful. It's kind of got the James Bond click the knife out of my shoe vibe to it. Yeah. A little bit. (laughs) But, uh, I don't know that she would say the same thing. I don't know that she's super happy that she has blades that come out of her feet. I don't know. I, I think that'd be a pretty sweet feature. Like if I, if I woke up one morning, had blades coming out of my feet, I mean, I'd have to get different shoes. That would suck, but you know, whatever. You ruin a lot of shoes. You would. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I don't know. It's an excuse to wear flip-flops all the time, which that's, that's all I'm longing for is an excuse yeah. to wear flip-flops all the time. I think uh, I think the the feet blade things would be pretty useful, but I just regeneration is a superpower. Doesn't really seem that great. I mean, you still I imagine feel pain, right? So I mean, I just like how in that comic run they showed her getting just like hurt in the most ridiculous way so many times, like just getting shot and everything. I'm just like, I don't know if regenerate. I mean, you're relatively invincible, but you still have to feel that pain. I don't know if regeneration is that great. Well, yeah, and we see you know both the original Wolverine and this new Wolverine, we see them both in various situations. They can come back from anything, but that doesn't mean immediately. Um, mm-hmm. And especially, you know, the more pain you take and the more brutal the fight, the longer it's going to take you before you're back up and at it again. 
Um, and you do, you still have to go through the pain and the you know, recovery process, even though your recovery is better than other people, it's still, it's still a process. Um, so yeah, I, I, I do think though, uh, regeneration is a great power to have. Um, there are drawbacks, obviously, but regeneration is an awesome power. It just seems like being bulletproof would be, <laughs> would be like the, the, a little bit better of a step. Well, I mean, that's, I think that's kind of what we're exploring with this Wolverine regeneration idea. Uh, we explore the idea that there are downsides to it, right? That's, I can recover, but I still feel the pain. I naturally could pretty much live forever, but I naturally could pretty much live forever. Meaning that like my friends and my family are gone and, and every new generation, I have to figure out my place in this world again and again and again. Um, and I think that's something that we watched Logan go through. Um, and it's interesting to kind of imagine Laura going through it, starting from where she did. Um, but I also think it offers us a chance to watch Laura be redeemed. I mean, she starts as this assassin killer weapon, and now she has potentially hundreds of years to make the world a better place. Um, so even even overcoming that initial evil um, that came from her, uh, even if it wasn't her fault. No, and I think that's that's the other point too, right? Is uh, the idea of regen and you know that healing factor? You think about how sweet that is of a power in terms of like any combat situation, right? You're you're going in there like if if I'm a boxer, I'd love to have regen factor. Right. If, I, if I'm an, uh, an MMA fighter, I'd love to have regen factor because like, you know, I'm in that ring for with the guy for however long. And he, he's just punching away, punching away, punching away. That that pain, yes, I'm going to feel that pain, but it, it, it disappears pretty quickly, which means that I'm, you know, more more than likely because it's not just limited to like physical like damage, but it's also going to affect your stamina and other things like that. So it's you're rege you're regenerating a lot of that. So you're going to you're going to be able to fight longer, you're going to be able to fight better, you know, for for longer. And so I just think it's overall it's an interesting power and it's you know, I, I definitely see your point Stephen, but I think it's it's one of the coolest powers out there because it does offer so much more than one thing or the other. Like I mean, yeah, it's regen, but it's it's regenerating the body. It's it's restoring everything. So I think it's a pretty cool power. It's definitely a cool power. That's I have a couple of notes here that I wanted to make sure I got in. I wrote down, uh, first of all, to start the thing, I said, welcome to our building. Uh, please put on these handcuffs and let us cut you up, um, <laughs> which I thought was uh, basically what happened. But then, right, so we, we have this, the, the one side of this, of this battle who, welcome to our building, we're going to put you in cuffs, we're going to cut you. Um, congratulations, now we have a job for you to do. Please help us. Um, same thing happens when she needs to put the clones. They say, welcome to our hideout. Let me shoot you in the chest. <laughs> like, like people in this comic book are terrible at welcomes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing too. I was just like, uh, that's that sheer hello is just getting shot. I'm just like, that would just hurt so bad. Like <laughs> so I brought up the regeneration thing. I'm just like, man, every time someone wants to talk to her, they just have to hurt her to make sure she's <laughs> truly X 23. I love uh, I love Angel as 
Laura's boyfriend, especially as, you know, we're talking about this regeneration is kind of this, uh, you know, if we take it to like a biblical reference and we think of Wolverine and now Laura as being born somewhat as a demon um, with this idea that, that we're designed to kill um, and then having this regeneration that's allowing us to live long enough to pursue a brighter, better path. Um, I think that's cool. And then pairing her with a boyfriend who is, you know, <laughs> angel um, is uh, kind of even more shining light on that, this idea that she too can <laughs> become good in the world. Um, I think that's a cool, uh, <laughs> cool angle to go with. Um, and then I also like the fact that the one clone sets fire to Laura's bed. Um, that's my note here says, I, I don't have a symbolic take here. That's just clever because like it is, it was clever. I mean, there was no, there was no rhyme or reason really for it. Like it was just, well, the whole idea was that like, I'm, you know, she knows Laura is better at this than I am. Um, oh, sure. so I, I need a distraction as a way to escape. Sure. She, I'm going to set your bed on fire. And it works. I mean, hey, you know, whatever. Just great. Well, yeah. I mean, it kind it kind of works. Well, yeah, it doesn't like <laughs> entirely work, but Laura still finds the hideout. <laughs> Gabby gets followed within um, twenty two pages. It's it's pretty incredible how quickly Laura found that hideout. Well, that that's one of the great things about this particular issue is that we go from scene to scene to scene, and we tell really a whole story in one issue, mm -hmm. uh, and that doesn't happen a lot in comic books. You know, a lot of times we have you know, just a part of a story in each issue. And this really captures, it, it could be a, a whole standalone story that just ends with the cliffhanger at the end. Um, and I think it would still feel satisfying. Um, mm. Now, obviously you would want that cliffhanger resolved <laughs> later, right. but um, like if you made this into a standalone, like made for TV movie, um, I think people would watch it and be like, oh, that was super cool. Um, yeah. And not worry too much about the fact that it ended with a cliffhanger. Nope, I can I can definitely agree there. All right. Well, do we have any closing thoughts about the book? I was gonna say I plan on to keep reading them, see how it turns out. I think there are twelve issues in this run overall. Um, yeah. So, and I think yeah, it just was two different volumes. I could be wrong. There could be more issues, but I think like the the main story of this was twelve issues. I love the Taskmaster entrance. Um, I know we we kind of touched on that. I thought that was brilliant, just the way they brought him in. And obviously, for those listening at home, I'm not going to tell you what happens in three, four, five, or six. So go read those yourselves. But I just thought it was really cool as a cliffhanger, kind of like what you mentioned, Graham, um, and what you mentioned, Stephen, just the idea that it's just like, all right, what happens next? Taskmaster shows up, and anybody who knows Taskmaster knows he can be good, he can be bad, he can, you know, he's kind of his own thing. So I think that was a really cool way to end that um, that issue. Yeah, I think so too. Move. I like how lore is worthy of the Taskmaster because they don't send the Taskmaster out for anyone. No. Yeah. I no. That was yeah. interesting. That's very cool. That's the. I, I think we see uh, this cool cliffhanger ending, um, which is kind of cool to see the entrance of Taskmaster as the uh, Taskmaster as the ending of the issue. I think that's really cool. Um, going back to issue one we saw a cool entrance for laura we see a cool entrance for angel um i think this book just does a really good job with cool entrances <laughs> and with cool entrances let's hope 
that we're building up towards a cool exit for our for our episode here um for next week guys uh we're continuing with our mentor mentee relationship uh theme for september um the book i picked for next week uh we started with steven's nightwing number one we had alex with uh, wolverine number two and now i'm going to move away from marvel and dc to image comics and we're going with invincible uh the uh the, the hit show on uh, amazon and uh the hit comic book uh invincible from 2003 we're going with issue number three um because i'm hoping that i can steal alex's cheat code and make you read the first two <laughs> so next week we're going to talk about the relationship between mark and his dad and the mentor mentee relationship there i think i don't think we're going to get as much of the uh the nightwing also being a mentor and not just a mentee and and laura doing the same thing uh, i think mark is very much a mentee uh in this issue and uh i think it's going to be an interesting read cool i look forward to it that uh that'll be fun obviously have enjoyed this month of our mentor mentee relationships Looking forward to week three of September with that. And that promises to be good. I've heard a lot of good things. I haven't seen the show yet, but I've heard a lot of good things about the show. So I'm excited to actually read the comic and then hopefully dive into the TV show. <laughs> I'm excited for Alex because he hasn't seen the TV show yet. So for him to like read the comics and <laughs> see what it's all about, because I don't know where the third issue is going to take us, but it's going to be a, that shows a wild ride. So, okay. Cool. No, I look forward to it. Sure. Mm -hmm. All right, boys, any parting thoughts before we uh, close out here? No, I, uh, I love the, the idea of these relationships and what they're going to do. And Graham, you can always steal my cheat code of encouraging others to read the other issues prior to the issue, the required reading for the week. So yeah, please steal that cheat code. Just, just don't hate me when I pick Captain America 338 and I expect you guys to read the other 337. That's a bold move. Well, you know me, I'm really bad at video games, so I love cheat codes. Yes, that's true. Uh, <laughs> Steven, any parting thoughts? Oh, man. Um, I don't have any parting thoughts today. That's all right. Read some comics. Read some comics. There's a lot of good ones out there. Make them paperback. Read some comics. Yeah. Read some Make comics. the paperback that's support right. the artist. Make your reading paperback. Um, thank you all for joining us this week on Make Mine Paperback. We hope you enjoyed the episode. We hope you run out to your local comic book shop. You set up a poll list. You get some comic books read. You get some discussions going with your friends. And we hope you come back and listen to us next week. Have a good one, guys.